Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get to our guest. We're chatting with Paresh Jain next, Global Equity Sector Head, Shipping and Ports Head of Transport Research at HSBC, with a focus on the Asia-Pacific. So, Paresh, a lot of investors will be looking at these um, these sounds of, of reopening in China and, and trying to figure out ways to, to play it. One way might be the airlines. Uh, we can talk uh, specifically about Hong Kong Airlines and, and also the China Airlines. I, I think let's start with the China Airlines. There, there was still a lot of domestic activity that, that the airlines uh, could, could look forward to, but with nobody traveling, uh, international was, was pretty much out. And I'm curious about what it has to do with cargo. Uh, now that there's a promise of reopening, does it make those equities, China Southern, China Eastern and such, look much better? As we have been saying, when it comes to investing in airlines, is the news flow which drives the share price. And that has been the case for Cathay in the start of the year. That certainly is, is the case for the big three uh, Chinese airlines at the moment. I mean, we have been selectively buyers of these names all through with the simple premises that uh, they are too big to fail. And the China reopening was a matter of when rather than if. And now with perhaps one inch closer to the reopening than we have been in the last three years, I think they become one of the levered play to, to, to play this theme for many of those investors. In terms of Cathay, how do you view its pace of recovery into 2023? We've seen some pretty decent rise for the share price as well in the past year, but we're still some way off the peak. When, when do you see them getting back to potential profit and the share price climbing back to where it was pre-COVID? Yeah. So, two parts to your question. So, when will Cathay return into annual profit, which is next year? But on our numbers, Cathay is already making money even in this quarter or the second half of 2022. Uh, of course, it was pretty much cargo-led, whereas the focus will shift to the passenger side of the things in 2023. I mean, Cathay has, Cathay has in their recent briefing said that they intend to achieve up to 70 percent of their pre-COVID capacity uh, by the end of 2023. And uh, that means that uh, we probably will see a tight yield environment given, given the pent-up demand uh, that we have witnessed across the markets, particularly in Hong Kong. Um, but what separates perhaps Cathay's story from the big three is that uh, one of the biggest drivers for Cathay during COVID was a super strong cargo market. And as the cargo market rolls over, it pretty will take some of the shin away from the pace of recovery, uh, which is no longer the case for the big three airlines. So, yeah, Cathay making money next year. With respect to the share price, uh, we, we have a $9.50 target. The stock has done well. We still see somewhat, uh, somewhat upside onto this name. But on an absolute level, I think now the big three airlines offer you a better return than Cathay. 
Yeah, I was just having a look at China Southern, and it's actually pretty close to the highs of 2022. It's had a, a, a very strong rally here in the past uh, uh, two weeks, uh, but it's, of course, far, far away from the highs we saw back in 2018 when the trade war uh, happened. Um, so I want, I want to get your overall outlook for global trade next year and whether or not, uh, you know, recession in the West, particularly in the United States, the biggest economy in the world, whether that means, um, you know, further trouble ahead, even though China's reopening. Perfect. So when you look at the airlines, I mean, what we have been telling investors in the last few few months is that China's airline recovery is in a cycle of its own, uh, given the given the pent up demand that you would see as soon as China reopens, uh, perhaps they they would not be impacted as much by the recession fear uh, that you would see some of the some of the airlines in the U.S. or Europe will have to go through. So with respect to the potential recession, it will be perhaps the global trade which will take a more brunt because for them, the Western, the Europe or the U.S. is far more important than China. But so far as airlines is concerned, I think they will be able to navigate uh, navigate next year pretty smoothly given the pent-up demand. And But how about the consumer, though? How is their strength likely to remain robust as inflation pressures rise. And I've got to point out, air tickets aren't cheap at the moment as well, particularly in my part of the world. Um, so how's the recovery going to go if uh, we have high airfares and nervous consumers? No, absolutely. And that's the message that uh, we are trying to get across. So in many of the markets where you have already seen the unleashed of pent-up demand, all of these things will come into play. I mean, if you look at some of the different markets where your airline capacity is approaching pretty much close to back to 2019 level, all of these, uh, these things will come into play. But when we look at the recovery out of China, the fact that in the month of October, they are only hand handling about 5% equivalent of 2019 international capacity. I mean, if the international capacity goes to 20, 25, 30, 40% going into the next year, there will be a sufficient amount of uh, pent-up demand. And to, to your point, probably what we would see, what we have already seen in the last 12 months in the, in the markets which has reopened uh, post-COVID, is a shift in perhaps the consumption spending. So your overall wallet may be getting the pinch, but probably you will still try to take your next trip. Perhaps we'll be, we'll be adjusting some other part of your wallet. Let's broaden the, the conversation a little bit uh, away from uh, air transport and air freight uh, to maybe uh, looking at shipping, overall shipping. Uh, is it going to stay tough for dry bulk, at least for the next half year? Uh, in general, I mean, when we talk about dry bulk, China is, is very, very critical. And uh, with that regard, a lot depend upon what, what would be the key driver for China's recovery going into next year. Because what we have seen this year, particularly with this with the slowdown in the property sector, the steel demand has weakened, uh, which is pretty much the single largest driver for iron ore. So our, our view is that going into the next year, perhaps some of the larger size of vessels, uh, which is Cape size and Panamax vessels, might outperform the smaller size of vessels, which is Handymax and Panamax, which are largely uh, depending on the rest of the world recovery, which is where we are facing the headwind. Um, is there a potential risk as well around um, disruption of ports as people go off sick with COVID? So 
I would say that we, we have seen a series of disruptions over the last two, two and a half year. And uh, when it occurred for the first time, whether it's in Shanghai or in Nengbo, it was disrupting. But I think with time, um, the industry started to appreciate that cargo must move on. And we have seen a lesser and lesser impact with every, every wave of COVID disrupting the supply chain. Going into next year, probably where we see the impact will be much milder because your demand is unlikely to be as strong as it was in 2021, where basically the tight supply and uh, higher than average demand created that spike in the freight rate. I'll give you 20 seconds, Parash. Um, does reshoring and friendshoring mean a lot less global trade going forward? Um, short answer is uh, no. I mean, we have been hearing about about reshoring, nearshoring, pretty much since uh, global financial crisis. And if you see the export, uh, China's export share in 2021, it has mm -hmm. been the highest ever. So yes, we will see. Uh, extension of supply chain and which would yep. mean that more and more low-end manufacturing will move to perhaps Vietnam okay. or Thailand or perhaps per in Mexico. Parash Jain, Global Equity Sector Head. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at CutterEconomicForum.com.